So are you just beating your head against the wall, trying to close more wholesale deals? Or maybe you're just struggling so much to find flips, rental or owner finance deals in this market. Then this is the video that you are needing to see. This is the one that I'm going to go over the one thing that you can implement right now. That's going to bring you a massive shift to your business almost immediately. As soon as you implement these strategies, you're going to see that your whole business is going to change completely. So this is the time for you to shut off distractions, lean in, and let's get into this episode. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. So in case you don't know, I, I recently started doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. And in doing this, there's a, a few students I've been talking to that have been struggling for quite some time with real estate. And some of them, you know, it's been months, even years that they've been doing this with not much success. And it all comes down to one main thing that most people just do not do. And when they do it, they just don't do it very well at all. And this is not just beginners. I mean, this is something that even people have been doing this for years still don't know how to do very, very well. And what that is, is networking. Now, before you shut it off and you're like, ah, listen, if you are struggling right now in real estate, if you're struggling to close wholesale deals, if you're struggling to find flips, rentals, anything like that, then this is not something that you can even afford to miss. This is something that you must watch over and over again until you master this is really, I am not exaggerating, not even a little bit, the one thing that's going to change your whole business in such a fast time. I mean, this is something that as soon as you start implementing this, you're going to see an instant shift in your business. So let's break down all the components to good networking, all the things you're doing wrong, and the best way to get the best networking done. So some of the components of why you want to be networking in case you're not sure yet. One, if you're a wholesaler, building your buyer's list. If you don't have a buyer's list, you don't even know when you have a deal. I, I come across so many of these wholesalers recently that they're like, yeah, I have deals all the time. I have contracts. I have this. I'm like, yeah, but how many are you actually closing? Because you can have all the contracts you want, but if you can't close them, they mean jack shit. All you're doing is just killing trees, right? So how are you closing these deals? It's based purely on your buyers. So I have a whole series on how to build a buyer's list and you'll find the link below or up here. Um, and you'll, you just click that link, check out how to build your own buyer's list, but it's crucial. It's crucial to have a buyer's list. Um, another key component of networking is you find just like these people are your buyers. They're also investors. So even if you say, well, I'm not a wholesaler, got it, but you're an investor, right? These other investors are going to tell you what's working in the market. Are they buying over here or not? Are they flipping houses right now? Are they buying rentals? Are they doing owner finance? Are they doing short-term rentals? Why? Why not? Where are they finding success? Where are they not finding success? Because then why are you missing as a flipper or as a buy and hold investors? Because maybe you're looking in the wrong areas. You're running the wrong numbers. 
And the only way to know this is by t- speaking to people that are actually successful in this. They're, do- they're buying in the right areas, running the right numbers, and making money. But you're not going to learn this by if you're not out there speaking to these people. You also learn by networking is what's working and what's not working. And does flipping work right now? Does buy and hold work right now? Should I shift my whole buying strategies to owner finance? The only way you're going to answer those questions is you get out there and see where people are actually having success in this market. It's just that simple. And the last big, big component of why you want to be out there networking is if people don't know you exist and you're out there doing wholesales or buying properties or looking for flips, they're never going to bring you a deal. They're never going to work with you. They're never going to buy from you. People need to know you exist. Every time I start networking more, all of a sudden my deal flow goes up. My private money lenders goes up. My buyer pool goes up. Why is that? It's not a coincidence. Trust me. It's every time I start networking, my business gets instantly better. So it's a crucial part of every real estate investor's journey and every real estate investor's path to be a good networker. So let's cover some quick places to be networking. First, online. One of the great places I like to network is Bigger Pockets. Go on Bigger Pockets, search your city. So San Antonio, Texas for me. I go to San Antonio, Texas. I'm looking at everybody that's posting things about San Antonio. And I'm looking at every post that's being created. People that are posting, people that are responding. And I'm putting them in a category in my head, right? So based on the question, are they are they asking because they're wholesalers? Are they asking because they're buyers? If they're buyers, then they're investors. You understand? You can ask your own questions and see what people contribute, what people give you back. So then you can see what the market is doing. This is a great place to get to know build your buyers list, get to know other investors that are actually having success and have people that are successful answer your questions. It's a very helpful community of people that are looking to help each other contribute and build their network. And everybody understands the power of networking. That's why they're there. They know the more people they know, the better their chances are going to be for success. The next spot to go online is going to be Facebook groups. So Facebook groups, just type in San Antonio real estate investing or San Antonio wholesaling, right? Those pretty much every Facebook group that's within that, even if it's a fix and flip group, buy and hold group, doesn't really matter. Um, But once you get on there, you jump in those groups and you start collaborating. See who's posting. Somebody might post like, hey, uh, anybody interested in this property? Three, two, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then all of a sudden you see people underneath DM you, uh, shoot me an email. What's more information? Those are investors that are responding to that. The person that posted is a wholesaler. Who are you looking for? Are you looking for wholesalers? You're looking for investors? You're looking for buyers? You're looking for lenders? These are all the people that are engaging in these comments. So then you start private messaging these people and start creating a dialogue, getting to know them better. And you start adding them to your contacts list based on what it is that you need. Offline meetups, by far the best. I love happy hour meetups coffee meetups, lunch meetups. They're always the best because they're very intimate group of people and you get a lot of networking done. You can go to meetup.com. You can go to Facebook events. As you're building your contacts list, you can ask other investors and wholesalers, hey, what events do you like going to? Because not everybody does a good job at marketing an event nowadays, right? So, you know, it could be marketed in 17 different places. You don't know. But if you ask these investors, they'll tell you, hey, I actually go to this one, you know, like in Bernie, or I go to this one every second Tuesday, every third Tuesday, every second Wednesday, whatever it is, they'll tell you what the best networking events are. Um, So meetups are amazing. Then you have RIAs. Less amazing, (laughs) 
because Rias, uh, there's usually some guru, somebody, you know, pitching you some crap, right? But if you get there beforehand and you get there early enough, you get to do a lot of the networking. So get there early. Don't go just for the presentation. Go for the actual networking. And then any events. There's a, oh, uh, in San Antonio, there's always events going on. Uh, some are paid, some are free. You got to determine whether it's worth paying to go to an event, depending on the size of it. But events are great, especially, you know, events on, on all around real estate, you know, real estate investing and everything. You're going to find buyers, investors, wholesalers, money lenders. Everybody is going to be there, right? So make an investment in yourself and your future. Pay for these events or, you know, the free ones. Go to all the, I went to every free event that was out there when I started. If there was a free event, because I was broke as hell, I went to every single one of them um, and I got to know all these people. I got to know everybody and I was out there networking. So now you know where to go. You know all this. You got to craft your 30 second pitch. What is your 30 second pitch? This is not, you know, what your life's purpose is. This is not what your ambitions in life are that you used to be, you know, a, a finance guy or a teacher and you moved from California to Texas and you did. Nobody gives a damn about any of that information. All right. So let's stop doing that because all you're doing is wasting time and confusing the people you're speaking to. Your pitch should include exactly what it is that you want and what you need. What is it that you're looking for in real estate? What is it that you need right now? That's your pitch. If you're a wholesaler and you need buyers, what is your pitch? Hey, I'm marketing for properties right now. I'm just looking to find a few buyers because I come across motivated sellers that need to sell their property. And I'm just, you know, I get stuck. I don't know what to do. Like, what, is it a deal? Is it not a deal? So if I get some good buyers, they can kind of tell me what their criteria is. You know, I can bring them the deals. Buyers will eat that shit up all day long because they want to be that person that you contact with that potential deal that might have a good amount of margin in it. So you build your buyers that way. If you're an investor that's looking for deals, you say, hey, I'm a fix and flip investor in San Antonio. Uh, I pick up properties. This is my buy box. Now, I buy houses in San Antonio. Thank you. What the hell? What information did you just give people? And, and if you're telling me right now, well, yeah, it's true. I do buy properties. No, you don't. Not, I have not met one person that buys any house that comes on the market. Everybody's got a buy box. Maybe you don't want historic homes. Maybe you only want historic homes. Maybe you want houses that are 1970s or newer. Maybe you want houses that are over a thousand square feet. There are three, two that don't have a hundred thousand dollars in renovations. These are all criteria that matter. The reason is the tighter your buy box is, the more somebody's going to keep you in mind when they come across a property that meets that buy box. But if you're too vague, would that tell somebody like myself that I've been wholesaling for a long time and you're like, I buy houses in San Antonio? That means that most of the time you're probably going to be a waste of my time. I'm going to send you a deal. You're going to look at it and you're going to be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really like this area. So then you don't buy houses everywhere. You understand? Like there's areas that you don't like. So because of that, I'm not going to waste any time sending it to you. You understand? So be very niche on what it is that you're looking. What is your buy box? What's that look like? Ask yourself these questions. And the best way to ask these questions is also ask, what don't you want? I don't want mobile home. I don't want land. I don't want houses in this area. I don't want houses like this. By doing that, all of a sudden you start seeing, okay, so these are the type of houses I want. You understand? So figuring out what you don't want is just as important. So get that 30 second pitch nailed down, because especially when you go to these uh, smaller networking events, uh, at least the good ones, they go around the room and let people introduce themselves. This is a great time. Anytime somebody gives you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the room, 
Take it. Stop being shy. You're there to network. Everybody is there to network. Stop being so damn shy or embarrassed or whatever the hell is going through your head. People are going to remember the people they speak to. And if nobody ever hears from you, nobody's ever going to remember you. So you got to get out there and you got to speak. You might screw up. If you're new to this, say that. You, you won't believe people are not that much of assholes in this business. If you go up there and you're like, hey, guys, I'm new. Sorry, a little nervous, but, you know, I'm just getting started and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm looking for this. You know, so anything, any help you guys can give me, that'd be amazing. You're going to get so many people coming up to you and helping you out. Be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be nervous. A lot of people are. It's like I said, even the, the experienced investors don't know how to do this correctly. So don't be shy or scared. Whenever you get a chance to ask a question in front of the whole room, ask that freaking question because people are going to remember who was the one that asked the question. They're going to see your face. They're going to remember your face at the next networking event. They're like, oh, yeah, you're that guy. You're that girl that asked that question. You're that person that, you know, did this or asked that or said this. They're going to remember you. And you're going to see with networking events, all you need to do is go two to three times in a row to all of a sudden stand out above everybody else. Because most people, they go once every so often, maybe just once. So nobody, they're not memorable. Nobody remembers them. But when you go multiple times, all of a sudden, you just go all the way to the top of the list very, very quickly just by showing up. Here's a pet peeve of mine, all right? I don't want to trigger any of you guys, but take this shit seriously. If you go to a networking event and they have free food, stop fucking eating, all right? I don't know how hungry you guys are. Get a protein bar beforehand. This is insane to me. It is insane how many times I go to networking events that have free food and I see everybody get their plate, sit down in their seat and just fucking eat and keep their head down, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm busy. I'm eating, you know, that's why I'm not networking. What the fuck are you doing? How hungry are you? If you're that hungry that you need a free meal, then don't be in real estate. Go get a job. All right. Go get a job. Get your meals in and then start in real estate. Like this is insane to me. When you go into a room, look around. The people that are not eating are usually the most successful investors. Why? Because they're working the room. They're networking. They know the value comes from networking, not from eating those damn enchiladas they freaking brought. Guys, come on. This is insane. Every time I go to networking events, I have food. It's like 70% of the room sitting down eating. Oh my God. Oh, I got to eat because, you know, it's dinner time. Uh, I got to eat. You're not going to fucking fade away. And trust me, I've seen a lot of you guys. You have a long way to go before you fade away. So you're not going to fade away. Have a protein bar, get a shake, stop by a gas station. I don't give a damn. Eat beforehand. Stop being so damn hungry when you get to these events. Oh, I'm a, I got to get a drink. I got to do this thing. You don't have to do shit. You're there to network. Stop looking for excuses to not network. You're there to network 100%. The only reason you're there. Nothing else. You understand? Don't waste time by doing all this other dumb shit. If you happen to go to an event, especially like these RIAs that have presenters and everything, wait until the presenter starts talking, then go get yourself a, a drink or, or food or all this shit. Because trust me, the shit the presenter is doing, you can find on YouTube everywhere. You understand? They're not going to say anything that's so unique that you've never heard before. You understand? The power comes in the networking. So if you're really, really that hungry, just wait until the presenter starts talking and then go get your drink and go get your food. But when you get there, network. That's what you're there to do.
Now, here's another tip that's worked out tremendously for me and not many people. I don't see many people do it. If you are new, people don't know who you are, or, or maybe you're just starting a network and people don't know who you are, buy drinks for people. Now, here's what I, how I do this a little bit more strategically. The first person I, I buy a drink for when I go somewhere is the host. The host is pretty much going to know almost everybody that goes there. So if you need access to contact people and, and all this shit, if you know who the host is and the host knows you, then you have a good resource because you can leverage their network now. So if I see that the host is drinking a beer, I'm going to go to a bar, get a beer of whatever he's drinking, bring it to him and be like, hey, you know, I saw you drinking this beer, just my, my treat, right? What is it, six bucks, 10 bucks on a high end? I don't know how expensive the beers are that you're buying. That's it. But you did something that puts you in a very memorable position with that host. The next person I will buy a drink for is a more experienced investor that you've seen a few times and you know they're a big player in this field, right? In whatever field you want to get into, buy them a drink. Now, it doesn't mean that you buy everybody a drink every time you go. You, do, I'll, you can do one person every time you go to an event, but make sure it's a, a strategic person that you're buying that drink for so you build that reputation, that credibility with them. It goes such a long way to do this. You understand? Whenever you buy somebody a drink, all of a sudden they remember you more. They're like, man, that was actually a, a really nice gesture because not many people do it. Almost nobody does it. I never see anybody do it. Why aren't you? You understand? Now, I get it. It does suck when you go in the host is a health nut and they're drinking water. It's like, ah, shit, what did I get you? Another bottle of water? But yeah, maybe, you know, just I saw you running low in the water. Here's another bottle, right? Hey, any little gesture that's going to put you on top of everybody else that's going to make you stand out the most is what you want to be doing. So you got to make sure you're getting out there, you're networking, stop using this as an excuse. The sooner you get good at networking and you become consistent with going to all the networking events, I'm telling you, you're going to see your business 10x almost overnight. It's going to be something if you're doing these steps and you're talking to people and you're networking with people and you're bringing up what you need, connecting with the right people and everything, your business is going to change overnight. It's going to be so drastic of a change. All of a sudden, you're going to be closing more deals. You're going to be buying more because people know that you're out there. They know what you're doing. They know who you are. They like you. They want to do business with you. Whenever you get stuck somewhere, you're going to have a, a contact list of people that you're going to be able to reach out to and be like, hey, I got this deal. I got this opportunity. I got this situation. What do you think? What do you got? What do you know? What's your advice? Right? And you have all those resources in the palm of your hand. You got to take advantage of this. Now, if you want to unlock the secrets to wholesaling houses during recession, then I recommend you check out this video up here. And then for every other training, everything else that we put out, we put out new training every single week. Subscribe to the channel and check out all the training down here that we do. Um, and just give us a like, give us a thumbs up. You know, it really means a lot to us. So thank you for watching. I'll catch you on the next one.